back into the habit of things. If I ever <laughs> don't start recording, tell me, but um, hopefully I'll get back into the swing of it. All right, chapter nine was a refreshing break of length, right? I mean, coming from <laughs> seven and eight really long chapters, uh, kind of getting this prepared for chapter 10, but um, I found this one so impactful, so powerful. Um, every paragraph had had lots of good meaty material in there for us to uh, to prepare for the last days. Um, what were some of your guys' insights um, that, that really stood out to you as far as um, the final scene, the kind of timeline of, of the last, right before the millennium there, that uh, maybe was new or got solidified more or uh, what really stood out to you in, in this chapter? I thought it was so hopeful. I didn't get all the way through because I forgot we were coming back. So I just didn't read it for a while. And I'm like, uh-oh. <laughs> I just like the part where it said, trying to remember, I didn't underline a whole lot. Um, the, the, all these terrible tribulations will precede the Lord's coming. And those who are, what did it say? Those who are elect are the people who, it was on page 209. I just read it just about an hour ago, but I've got a horrible headache, so that doesn't help. Um, it says, after the tribulations of these days, the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall appear the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And those who treasure up my word shall not be deceived, for the Son of Man shall come, and shall send his angels before him with the great sound of a trumpet, and thou shall gather the remainder of his elect. And I had just read a conference talk about what it means to be the elect, and I thought it was just so hopeful that, you know, if we are doing what we're supposed to be doing, and a lot of it has to do with just, I think, our behavior and attitude. I'm trying to find, oh, here it was. It was from the exquisite gift of our son from October 20. It said, um, they that which come out of the great tribulations have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Brothers and sisters, suffering in righteousness helps qualify you for and distinguish rather than distinguishes you from God's elect. And I thought it talks about, it talked about the tribulations and the elect, just what was in this book. And so if we can come through the tribulations, it will help us you know, be the elect, if we can come through it with righteous attitudes and behavior, mm -hmm. we'll become the elect. And I thought, wow, because I had just read that this morning and then read that in the book. And I thought that's how we become the elect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, that's such an amazing insight there. And I, and I loved uh, his talk when Matthew Holland gave that. I was thinking, man, this sounds, because I was reading Isaiah Decoded at the time, I think. And I was like, man, this just this just matches everything that, that I'm learning, but I, I hadn't tied it uh, into triumph yet. That, that's awesome. I just read that this morning and underlined that. And then I read that section in the chapter with my friend today. And I, and I shared that with her. And I thought, wow, those two just, it just, it was just an insight right there to have them say the same thing or similar. And it just was so hopeful that if we just keep our eye on the Lord and are faithful, you know, and not worry about all the things, the commotion around us and not get upset by it, 
then the Lord can guide and direct us and we can become the elect. Mm-hmm. Can you tell me the name of that talk again? It's called the exquisite, let's see, gift of the, our, the, the exquisite gift son. of the sun. And who was it by? 2020, uh, Matthew Holland. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it's toward the end of the, t- toward the end of the talk, like second, third to last paragraph. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. So I just thought it was a hopeful chapter, or at least the part I got through. I thought, okay, I can do this because I was feeling really down the other day. And <laughs> just there's so many things happening in the world that are just so crazy. And I thought, can I make it through this? I thought, and reading mm-hmm. that, I thought, yes, I can. As long as I just keep a positive attitude and trust the Lord and, and don't get upset by things then I think, you know, we can make it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause what did it say in this chapter a couple of times? It's like, this is going to be the roughest period of earth's history as far as wars and contentions and stuff, but like on the opposite end for the righteous, for those that have hope and faith, it can be the best of times as well as the worst of times. Right. Uh, it's that dichotomy there. And it reminded me the of the theme for this year. I did, but I, I've forgotten it already. Trust, trust in the Lord is a youth thing. Oh, oh mm-hmm. is it? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. great. Yeah, and at so, the very end of 209, it says, the translated missionaries will go forth with true power, miracles, and undeniable witness to gather the elect. They will snatch the elect from the jaws of destruction, defy armies, move mountains, and deliver be delivered by the power of God. And that reminds me of President Nelson when he said, that there'll be mighty miracles between now and the second coming Mm. and i thought well that describes him right there (laughs) (laughs) have you noticed at the end of conference there's a trumpet that plays no like just after the last session or or what Mm -hmm. i think it's after the last session Hmm. yeah i I didn't know that just please listen four notes that's very interesting right someone else had to point that to me it seems like someone always has to point something out to me but someone pointed <laughs> i know i never get it myself <laughs> i'm kind of done with that but i did i did find when i was listening to um the, the new testament something really jumped out at me that i posted today on facebook and i was like wow okay i'm ready for this um let me see if i can read it real quick so in Luke um, 12, 2, it says, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, neither hid that shall not be known. Therefore, whatsoever you have spoken in darkness shall be heard in the light, and that which ye have spoken in the ear and closets shall be proclaimed upon the housetops. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> let's start housetopping. <laughs> I think Mary Poppins when I hear that. I don't know why. <laughs> Maybe that's an allusion to it. Cameron, <laughs> yeah, you're hilarious. You just see it, right? The Where most random things popping up. <laughs> Sweeping chimneys and stuff. Yeah. I mean, it just makes sense. I've never considered going through Mary Poppins. Like, you know how I love going through like the old fairy tales or like Wizard of Oz and tying them to the endowment and, and different things like that, right? I've never went through Mary Poppins. That, 
That'd be an interesting one. Figuring there you out go, which Cameron. That is. It's your next one. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the bag with all the things in it is. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Did anybody, <laughs> yeah. Did anybody read that article that I posted? I think I posted it on both places, but um of that Hawaiian dream uh thing that was in yeah. Aloha book. Um amazing holy cow so this like hawaiian man is teaching well the missionaries are teaching him and he's teaching them and and stuff and uh he's telling them of this dream that he had where he went up to heaven and peter showed him his gift warehouse right and all of these gifts have a little tag on them and the tag lists the requirements for each of those gifts some of them like there's this whole shelf that's just bare and he's like, those are all the gifts that didn't have a price on them. They were just given and, and you already have them. And then this one, look at all of the tags. This one, just you only have to pray for it in order to receive it. And he's like, well, how do I know how to pray for it? And he's like, well, that's why you get in touch with the spirit and the spirit will tell you what those are and how to ask for them. And then there's these other ones that have different requirements, like uh, get married, have a have children and then you'll get these gifts and, and, and so forth. Like there's, there's all these gifts. There's a, a warehouse for every person with all these gifts in it. And um, they each have different price tags on them. And uh, if we do the, the requirements, then, then we'll get the gift kind of a thing. Anyway, it was very interesting um, kind of along that line of, of what you're just saying, but um I don't know where I'm even bringing it back to, but anyway, I think that that was like a transformational uh, dream for me, especially like uh, these, these couple weeks off. It's just like, <laughs> it's like Mary Poppins bag. I I'm just like, okay, what's in here? Just ask and it'll, it'll come out kind of thing. <laughs> um, and it's so right. funny for me because having this meeting was like grounding me back to my real life again like I've had to deal with a lot of worldly people and like to come back to this just feels like oh like so when I read triumph last night I was like oh I'm home it felt so good to be back because it's right. just there's just so much out there and so much distraction and and so much Babylon that I just I come home and I got to do this. I was like, oh, back to my life. <laughs> so great. It's such a blessing. It so, really thank is. You. Studying and uh, group synergy kind of thing. Yeah. Me and my mom have felt the same way. Uh, I mean, not that the holidays are, are bad, but I mean, sometimes no. vacations are exhausting. No, <laughs> exhausting. It throws you off your schedule, your normal routine, and... And it's just so refreshing to come back and, and study deep and hard. And yeah, uh, and we deal with that. people that we wouldn't pick to deal with all the time. Like we love them, but we wouldn't choose to be with them every day. You know, <laughs> what? you don't want to make red cabbage with your mother every day. <laughs> <laughs> Someday I want to meet your mom. She seems amazing. But just to come back and like read about Zion again, and just like, oh, yes. But I have one question for you, because you've studied a lot about Patriot Girl Blessings. Mine, I'm just going to share this with you, I hope you don't care, but mine says I am an elect lady, 
but I didn't know Ooh. if that meant like really elect or if that means like, like, and that's just like, I don't know. I've never been out and I prayed about, it. I've never been able to decide if that means like, okay, you're one of the A team or if it's like, okay, you're going to have to try harder. But I was wondering, <laughs> have you heard of other people having that or is that really common or do you know? I mean, it was, uh, let's see, not fairly, but I would say that there's a handful of pioneer ones that I've read so far that have that, but I have never seen a recent one that had that. No, really? Okay. Cause I was like, mm -hmm. I didn't know if that was like, I haven't read a lot of Patriarchal Blessings. So I didn't know if that was like common. And then when I read this Zion stuff, I'm like, Hey, I might be one of the cool people for one time <laughs> in my life. <laughs> anyway, it's just been, it it's just felt really good. Is Doctrine and Covenants 25 the one for Emma Smith? And isn't, isn't she called an elect lady in there? Yeah, she is. Yeah. That's a yeah. blessing for all of us, not just her. Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Mother, what was the, the thing that we were just barely studying that uh, was talking about like elect lady? And I mean, it wasn't Emma. It was, it was some other strain of something, but I can't remember where it was. When it comes back to me, I'll, I'll, I'll email you or something, but there's something that was just in our studies this last week about elect, like that, that title of elect lady. Yeah. Oh, it was know. in Re reading about Zion just makes me so excited and the elect and all that just makes me, I just gives me so much hope instead of feeling the fear and the craziness of the news and everything going on. It just like, so, I don't know how you guys feel, but it's so calming and like almost exciting mm -hmm. instead of scary or fearful. Uh -huh. Yeah, just being in the world mm -hmm. when you're just like totally immersed in it kind of thing with, with other people and stuff. It's, it's kind of like the, oh, I lost my words, but. Um, it's like exciting. Yeah, like, like grounding, like you said, kind of thing. It's just, you, you have more faith. You can, you can see you're not looking through a glass darkly kind of thing. I don't know. Even though right. like holiday time with your family, all that kind of stuff. But um, sometimes the, the holidays are the biggest disrupts to a schedule as far as like studying and, and deep yeah. and kind of that kind of thing. For sure. Yeah, it's very interesting. Um, but it was Ruth and Naomi. Remember, Mother, um, what we were studying? And there was an elect lady thing in there and a side topic that we went down anyway i'll email you the stuff on it but um when i remember <laughs> if you ever um, have time in your busy schedule cameron <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh it's been crazy um all right sorry back <laughs> back to <China. laughs> sometimes sorry, i get I a little distracted you <laughs> oh no not at all um i love talking patriarchal blessings i i think i mean because that's exactly what what we're talking about here and stuff um that elect status and everything is is it's a perfect look at the chat l says the oh. holidays drive me crazy <laughs> <laughs> I, you know me but everybody I'm, else celebrates them people are so worldly about the holidays oh yeah man. that's just, fun. it's oh hard yeah, it's hard, and I'm just so less into the worldly stuff anymore. Not yeah. even wanting to put up decorations other than just, you know, things for Christ's birth. But it's just yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I think that's Christ. what 
but I think that's what studying has done for us this year. Mm-hmm. Like that was one of my goals was to get Babylon out of our life. You remember when we talked about that? Uh-huh. And I actually bore my testimony today and said that. And then somebody emailed me after and said, what did you mean by that? Why did you say that? And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> wow. I just opened up a big trap for myself. <laughs> but, <laughs> but on the other hand, like, I think we need to be, we need to be real with people, even though it's scary. Like, I don't know. It's hard to bear your testimony and only give half of it. You know, it's kind of hard yeah. to say, be so guarded and be so scared to be me and that, and, and I really do feel pretty safe in my ward, but, um, mm-hmm. but getting Babylon, Christmas is so Babylon. Like a lot of it is so Babylon. It's not about Christ. And I know so many people just really didn't want to put their Christmas trees. They just really wanted to have a quiet really, which I think mm-hmm. is what it should be. You don't have to have a big glitzy or five big glitzy trees, you know what I mean? Not even one, but five, you know? <laughs> even the whole shebang. Yeah, yeah. like and just really focus on Christ, lighting yeah. the world and, and helping share that message and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the beautiful part instead of just the glory, you know, just all the who has the mm. prettiest decorations. And Gal, yeah. to go home to my house where I was from, they are, it's so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's Babylon, but it's just so glitzy and so worldly compared to where I am now in my life. But one anyways. one couple put up 400 trees in their house. Oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> Melania Trump within the White House. That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. <clears throat> But yeah, I, I think that that's a, a huge one. <laughs> like Elva was saying, oh, this is driving me crazy sometimes. Certain aspects are just is hard to deal with. I think it's Christmas and Easter every day. And that's the way it should be celebrated. Just that appreciation and love and devotion to the Lord and to Heavenly Father for his greatest gift. And, and I'm with you, Kathy, on that. It was really hard to put up a tree, but my girls are like, oh, come on, let's put up a tree. But we, we've done it really simple. I'm down to one little box now. Yep. That's what I did. Mm-hmm. And it then was the way better to not have all that stuff out. Yeah. In the last six years, we've just taken a trip somewhere, either to California to see our family or to the beach. And we don't exchange any gifts. I just, I stopped. We've never done Santa. We do stockings, but we never said where they came from. <laughs> they just showed up. <laughs> just... Yep. And it was something that they could bring to our bed and open when they were little that, you know, let us stay in bed a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Boy, I am just so glad to be done with that. I, you know, those are gone. Yeah, it's just kind of like a, a past chapter, you know, like, just kind of, you grow yeah. up a little bit. Mm-hmm. And the beach <laughs> yeah. is so beautiful here. It was 70, 74 degrees at the beach on Christmas Day. It was amazing. My gosh, we're like snowed in, <laughs> drifting, you know. <laughs> But it's two hours to the coast and and we work a lot and we don't have a ton of time off and it's just really nice to be able to get away and not to bring anything but you know the food that we're going to eat so we had to plan for three days because of the holiday the way it and the sabbath the way it lined up we couldn't go out to eat those days mm-hmm. but yeah that would be so refreshing so I have to show this before I forget. The last part of this, the last page, 
It's um, something about, and one of the bullet points, and all whom the Father visits, I will receive my Father's kingdom. Therefore, all that my Father hath shall be given unto him. And I can never really comprehend that. But when I read that again today, my, my home or Roger and I's home is our children's home. Everything that is here is theirs. And, and I couldn't make that connection. I, Darlene made that connection a long time ago. I could see her face. <laughs> like, how could, how could, and that's how, I mean, everything is here. Everything here is theirs. It's just their house, right? They didn't pay for it or work for it or do anything. It's just theirs. It's their home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's a very interesting. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, the um, Anthony Sweat's book, The Holy Invitation, like that whole little middle chapter there, I think it's chapter two, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but he talks about, um, it, it's a parable of the king and uh, this person that's getting brought into the king's presence kind of thing. And um, when Jasher finally looks up, and uh to the king and because he's went through the whole initiatory process and the bows and the curtsies and all that kind of stuff and then um uh the throne has his name on it and then um the 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 king finally goes okay now what what is wanted what do you what do you wish for or whatever and he's like i don't like i can't remember how it's worded in the book but um anyway and he takes him to the window and he's like all of this look at look at my kingdom as far as the eye can see there that that's yours like just just take it in you know it it's a lot and and it's all yours because you've been initiated and you've been found worthy etc um anyway it's a powerful chapter uh but that that uh that topic of all that the father has I mean, look at all the father really has. He has worlds without number. Like the thing that we're memorizing yesterday um, from lectures on faith. Um, I mean, it's the end from the beginning, multiple worlds. Like that's all mine. Like I can't even fathom uh, receiving that kind of an inheritance, right? But it, it's possible. I mean, the scriptures repeatedly tell us that that's, that's ours. Uh, upon our obedience and faithfulness to to his path and that's so beautiful it's beautiful and I, I just couldn't imagine how that could be but we have four children and this is their home to all you know all of them even after they've moved out this is still their home mm-hmm. so i can just like a little inkling of how yeah. that might <laughs> It was was interesting there on, uh, we've been talking about Babylon, we've been Babylon, but on page 210, um, the third uh, or fourth paragraph up, let's see here, the third, the third one. And it's it's talking about as the, the 144 go out and minister, they're not going to be preaching the gospel. That was the job of our missionaries now, but they're not going to be preaching the gospel. What they're going to be doing, it says, and then to those to whom the 144,000 minister, their urgent message shall be, depart ye, depart ye from Babylon. 
Go ye out of the midst of her, be ye clean, and come serve the Lord in his temple. So. Beautiful. Powerful, isn't it? Like, <laughs> that's the message that they'll be, they'll be proclaiming at that point. Just come out already. <laughs> like, yeah. if you want to live, you'll come out kind of thing. Uh-huh. Um, it's such an important topic or understanding to, to finally have clicked. Like last year was when that clicked to me. I mean, the Lord had been kind of leading me out of Babylon for the past few years, but like, I didn't understand it until last year. And it was like, no, this is Babylon. This is Babylon. This is Babylon. Get out of it kind of thing. And whoa. So the fact that he's preparing a lot of people right now, getting them out of Babylon so that they can then turn around and go out. (laughs) I like how my mom used us. Like she's assuming that she's part of it. (laughs) Oh, did I say that? Sorry. <laughs> she's just, she's just part of it. The, and administer the ordinances. Isn't that so beautiful? Oh my gosh. It's, how many tried to share your testimony and, and try to help people along the path? And it just like, <laughs> people will just come. I mean, they're just going to be ready. Mm-hmm. ready. Exactly. And like the 144,000 or any of those that are on the seraphim level, they are endowed with the convincing power. And I'm like, I think that that's going to be my biggest aha moment when I finally I'm able to like share my testimony and not have it blow up in my face sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> the convincing power. That's what I'm really looking for. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> right. I think it's pretty cool though, that like we had that discussion last year and that like, I don't know if everybody's been working on it, but we've all been really aware of like what Babylon is. And then here a whole year later, we're like, I mean, there's always more you can take out, but to feel like, wow, like I've kind of come a long way compared to what I used to spend my time doing, you know what I mean? And then it says that in the book right here, like we're definitely not the ones that are going to charge to get rid of Babylon if we've already been working on it, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that does kind of mean us. (laughs) thanks Kat (laughs) I'll endorse you (laughs) but yeah I mean that's such an intriguing thing I mean I think that that's kind of why we have like a calendar like we do you know like the new beginnings because it's always a time to reflect look at where you were personally exactly one year ago like Mm -hmm. oh man (laughs) where were we at in in our book we were just finishing up with Abraham or something maybe but I mean, it's, it's, it's come a different way <laughs> since well, then. And then I look at like, what a blessing, like, cause I don't, didn't even know you Cameron. I didn't know anything about you. I just saw that yeah. one post. Do you want to study with me about, what was it? I look back at the post, that's funny. Yeah. What was that? Does anybody want to study Abraham with me? <laughs> I know. And I was like, oh, I want to. And then I told Libby, Libby, you got to do this. And she's like, what is it? And I'm like, I don't know. It's some guy that teaches out of his garage. <laughs> 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 and now here like a whole year later I'm like I'm so glad I was on there this huge opportunity like and I love this group but it's just like like you were so like inspired to invite everyone uh-huh. and then yeah because like, that today, was like right after yeah and then like today um in my testimony um that what I'm just gonna share this little story with you because I feel like the more we get Babylon out of our lives, the more we're going to hear the spirit because what something that happened to me recently was um, 
I guess I can show my face. <laughs> um, so recently, um, I had somebody text me and say, I can't come to my hair appointment today. I, I have anxiety. And I was like, oh, bummer. That was a three-hour appointment. Like, oh, that's too bad. And so I was thinking, what should I, I have three hours. That never happens where you just have three random hours. So mm -hmm. I was like, I probably should go minister or do something. And then I remembered I had a, a customer that was in the hospital. So I thought, oh, I should go see Mary because I've been wanting to go see her. So I go over there. And they said, sorry, you can't go in. She has a visitor now and she's already had one. She only gets two a day. And I said, I feel really strongly like I'm supposed to be there. Can you see if there's an exception? And just check. And so she called. She's like, actually, yeah, they did open it up. You can go see her. I was like, oh, sweet. So I go up there. And I didn't, I knew she was really sick, but I didn't know how sick. So I go up there and, um, I walk in and she's like, oh, Kathy. She's like, I can't believe you're here. She's like, you're gonna lose one of your best customers. And I was like, well, that's okay. Or it's all right. And she's like, so it was just me and a friend. She didn't have any relatives, no relatives that live here. Uh -huh. Never had kids, never married. And so I just sat with her and they were giving her morphine and she was, and she was having a hard time breathing and she was going, she was passing. And it was just so crazy because I had no plan on doing that that day. And she, I could just feel the fear in her. And I said, are you scared? And she said, I am terrified. I am so terrified. And I said, it's okay. It's okay. We're right here with you. And then as soon as you pass, your mom or someone you love will be there. And she's like, they will? And I'm like, yes, I promise. Somebody you know, somebody you love will be there. I go, just relax. It'll be okay. And then I like randomly started saying this out loud prayer that just like came out of nowhere and it felt really weird <laughs> but I was just like hey father help her to pass you know and anyway so it was like 10 minutes she's gone oh my gosh. and I got to be there I've never been there when somebody passed and it was just me and her other friend holding her hand and like without the knowledge we have she didn't know she doesn't know what it's going to be on the other side she doesn't know all of this stuff but I think had I been caught in Babylon I probably would have gone to the mall a few years ago <laughs> three hours I'm gonna to go to Dillard's like what the heck I never have three hours but like just even though it's just like we're learning these books and da 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 da, da they are impacting us feeling the spirit so I think mm -hmm. that's so amazing. And it was so like amazing here. Oh, my dogs are playing. I better mute myself, but thanks. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah, thank you so much for that. Yeah, yeah I, I noticed that in my own life too. But like the stuff that we're learning, actually putting it into practice. And, and sometimes it feels like we're just kind of failing here and there, but like, but really it, it's it's coming through. We're 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 changing and, and transforming. That was great that you could listen to the spirit and be a comfort to her, I'm sure. Yeah, it was really, really neat for me. It was, I've never been somewhere when they're power with someone when they pass. It was really spiritual and really, I don't know. I felt like I was supposed to be there to calm her. I don't know. I just, oh no, her eyes got really big. She's like, I am terrified. And I was like, it's okay gonna be fine and just we're so blessed that we know all this stuff we're so yeah. blessed that we we're just like hand fed okay now read this book now read this book you know so great mm -hmm. 
Yeah. I like on page 211 where it says Arson Pratt made this uh, explanation. It's on the very last paragraph. When the temple is built in the New Jerusalem, the sons of the two priesthoods will enter into that temple and all of them who are pure in heart will behold the face of the Lord and that too before he comes in his glory in the clouds of heaven. Yeah. And then that last line, but he will purify their bodies until they shall be quickened. Yeah. I mean, the more that Orson Pratt's getting quoted in this book, it makes me just want to go study his his whole works, right? I mean, <laughs> when I first read Heber C. Kimball, I really didn't know him very well or whatever, but like going through his whole biography, like transformed my life. And now I want to go do that same thing with Orson Pratt. Because I mean, you can't just say a paragraph like that and not know some stuff. <laughs> like the, the fact that he's saying that with power and authority and um, he he's, he's laying some very good doctrine there that um, is helping us today um, look forward to that, that moment. But yeah, uh, very important that that missionary force needs to be translated beings. Um, that, that they'll be quick because I mean the world's going to be in the worst kind of way at that point and um, can you just imagine like these these missionaries these 144,000 going out and being able to be like in the midst of of warfare or in the midst of a, a massive storm and being able to rescue people saying and, and their message depart out of Babylon come with me. Will you come with me? Like that, those are some, gonna be some amazing stories and maybe even scripture someday to, to read. But I mean, those are that's very impactful to just envision and think about and, and meditate on. We'll talk about mountains too or something. All that is part of that. So exciting. Yeah, I love that. That we don't have to be part of the 144, but if we live righteously, they'll come and get us. We don't have to be called out that sometimes they'll come and, you know, gather the elect. So, mm -hmm. yeah. and I thought, so we still have hope, even if we're not in the first wave, we might be in the second when they come gather. So I, mm -hmm. I'd heard that. I don't know if we read that in this book earlier or it was in another book or some, I read that somewhere that there would be a group of people called first to build the new Jerusalem and Zion, and then there would be ones that would go back out. And I don't know if that was originally in this book earlier in earlier chapters. I don't know where I heard that. Does it that seems sound familiar. familiar. So yeah, I think it, it must be in this book earlier. But like the the idea of waves of it, you know, kind of the, uh -huh. the first battalion, the second battalion kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you explained that. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But on the next page, uh, it has more from Elder Pratt that, as, where it says, astonishingly, Elder Pratt is describing a purification process that will render us worthy to in, of making an unspecified offering in the temple. It's, it, 
this is the first I've really seen the that temple being like the dedication of that. I don't know if it didn't say dedication, but my mind's kind of going there. Like that is going to be so amazing because Christ will be there. And then it, that last sentence, it says, Elder Pratt attests that when we at last make them in righteousness, not just symbolically or as a matter of ceremony, but in truth and righteousness, then the God of heaven will translate us. Seems like there's going to be a lot of people translated at that dedication. But it doesn't say dedication, but in reading that, I don't know what else that would be referring to because we have to be purified for this offering at in the temple i don't know what do you guys think about that i don't know i was seeing that temple highlighted all that too and i was wondering what is the unspecified offering hmm. Hmm. Yeah. and then god kind of like and to like take a look at the parallels of like Book of Mormon when he comes to the temple and there's, I mean, it's not a mass translation, but there's three. I mean, it's a group of them that are getting translated. It kind of fits that pattern where um, Christ comes to the temple, does that kind of thing. I, I don't know. Was that a dedication in and of itself? I mean, the temple being rededicated after the, the destruction there. I don't, I don't know. I'm kind of getting off the, the subject, but that, that made me think of, of that point too, because it what's being said by Elder Pratt here kind of makes it seem like a, a dedication phase as well. Well, maybe, well, the next sentence says, um, does the fact that we will eventually make an offering in righteousness mean that our temple offerings at this time are lacking some element of righteousness? So maybe it's giving all that we have, like all, all of our worldly possessions, or maybe like there's something a lot more that we're going to offer or give up. I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think so. Wasn't there a talk about being able to walk away from everything? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Elder yeah. Irene. Yeah, Irene. I, I don't about the talk that he was talking about the temple and his experience in the temple and then the, yes. the power and to walk his, away this time. Yeah, from that house that his parents let them live in. Oh, yeah. I gave him a new society lesson on that, so I remember it. Uh -huh. And then he just barely came out with a book about sacred temple experiences, right? Like Deseret Book mm -hmm. just sent out that email. Like that, that's going to be a fun one to read. Hmm. Or what about, do you think, us having to consecrate everything? Because mm -hmm. that's another thing. That's you true. Know, that, would be a, that, would, that would be it, probably. Yeah. Because that'll be an interesting one. Like, oh, I mean, I've thought yeah. of the law of consecration a lot, right? With just our, our current situation, circumstances, yeah. and everything. But taking a look here at the final scene of this chapter, what does the law of consecration look like for these people? Like they're coming from all over, um, being gathered into this Zion thing in order to go out on missions and stuff, and and the consecration levels and efforts and, and things. I mean, 
I don't know. It, it's kind of shedding a new light on what the actual fullness of consecration might look like in the end times. Because if um, they have nothing and they're coming in to a place yeah. that is is built and has everything, of course we're going to have to consecrate uh, willingly, give to help everybody. You know, just in day to day whatever life may be. I mean, that's kind of my thought. That's yeah. a good point. It's like. Right now, I'm kind of myopically thinking of consecration of food storage. I mean, that's just basically, well, my house and my food storage. Here you go, <laughs> kind of a thing. But you know what? Uh, I I have I've made, done all this food storage, and I somewhere deep inside me, I'm not. I know I'm not going to use it. It's not going to be for me. Mm-hmm. I, I just I I just. But I keep doing it. Yeah. But I know what's not going to be. I'm not going to be the one using it. I just have had that feeling the whole time I've done it. It mm-hmm. kind of talks about that there at the bottom of 213. You know, uh, it made me think, like, if we are translated, it, you don't need to eat when you're translated. You can't. <laughs> you don't need to. You know? I hope we eat chocolate at least. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt the same way. Like, I keep feeling like, how much more feet, food drying do I need to do? But I, I feel the same way. Like, this is way too much for one family. But it's like, and another I'm thing. Single. I'm not even married. And I got oh, all this stuff. <laughs> I did so like, awesome. I did like 15 cases bought the jar, that I had jars that I filled and then bought even more. And yeah, so it's like, I am never going to use this. If I ate that for the rest of my life, I don't think I would need it all. Yeah. <laughs> But yet the Lord keeps prompting me to do more, right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It never goes away. You should have seen the you should have seen the size of my garden I put in. I was like, yeah. what are you thinking, you idiot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was massive, you know. People would go yeah. by, oh, you got a huge garden. Yeah. Is this all yours? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> when I was Did done, you I said dry all of it. I just barely have got a freeze dryer, so I bottled everything. And then oh, once wow. I was done, my garden was still producing. And I have a cousin that lives right close by me. And I, they said their garden hadn't done well. And I says, come get whatever you need. I, it's still that's producing. So funny because, yeah, that's so funny because ours did really, really well, too. And everybody around us is like, what do you do with your garden? Like, mine did. We that was mine, it. too. I said nothing. I don't want. In fact, I forget to water it some days. They're like, what kind of fertilizer? Nothing. I haven't put a drop on it. I, I've said the Lord's what has done it. That, I, I guarantee. That's exactly I guarantee how ours has been. And I, yeah. so I said it's not been me. It's the Lord that's looking out for me. And I hmm. promised that if it did well, that I would, you know, do hmm. everything and bottle everything and do a great food storage and once I was done, then I, I said, now I'm, now it's my turn to turn it over to anybody that needs it. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Uh, Where was but yeah, that? that's, but I think consecration is a, cause I mean, you think of uh-huh. that's coming out of worldly also of saying, okay, I'm going to turn all this over to everybody else. That's going to be hard on a lot of people. But I think also just the same as what we were talking about with Babylon, like preparing ourselves to just hand it over now, oh, like yeah. thinking already not getting attached to it. 
not yeah. attached to the bottles and not attached to all the stuff we have everywhere. Uh-huh. Like we're already preparing ourselves just to hand it over and it's not going to be that hard. It won't, I don't think it'll be that hard. In fact, it might be nice to be able to see some of my foods, like the floors. <laughs> like, yeah. So much stuff. <laughs> what? And oh, I often I've been clearing out like even the clutter and the, the junk and the crap that I've held mm-hmm. on forever. And I mean, with Christmas and that, I was like, I have so much, I don't need this. So I've just been slowly going, you know, room by room and, and de-junking and getting rid. It's like, I don't need this. I don't need this. I don't need this. And it's right. surprisingly been easier since I asked the Lord to help me let go of things because before mm-hmm. I would do it and then, you know, oh, I might need it. Mm-hmm. But it's the keys asking to be able to let go of those things that I don't need. Who is it to ask us to consecrate all our things? Is it going to come right from the Lord? Or is it going to come from local leaders? And are we going to have enough faith if it's from a local leader to do that? Are we going to well we kind of already have through our temple covenants we've already kind of already done that right it's just not specifically said handed over Mm -hmm. right but to actually have to do it and sign it over is Mm going to be something entirely different when it's you know in your mind yeah we have but we really haven't because we haven't i think it'll be a whole different story but if we mentally prepare like you are, like this, this I don't know, I'm going to use this stuff. Like I think it will be way, way oh, yeah. easier than we think. Yeah, it, it almost would be kind of a relief. Here, you take care of it now. <laughs> My kids come over and I say, "Take this home. I don't want it. I don't care. Get it out of here. Do whatever you want with it, but get it mm-hmm. out of here." <laughs> I think one thing that we need to look at is not just being prepared to give everything but we need to start right now and give Mm -hmm. where there is a need and then there won't even be a question when that time comes yeah right i agree you know another one even though we may be giving we got to look at the other end of it of receiving because i don't know Mm -hmm. if any of you's ever been in a situation where you had to receive and that pride that we hold is very strong. I went through that uh, at a point in my life that it was like, no, no, you know, I, no, please don't. I don't, I, I felt it was pride. I'll just it's put it right out there. And it was one of my, it was the bishop's wife that finally says, please, Kathy, let us receive some blessings. We, we need to get the blessings that, to do this. And I had never thought of it in those terms. Mm-hmm. And it was a real mm-hmm. eye-opener. Yeah, for sure. And then like what LOL just put in the chat, um, I don't think that it's always things. Everything is the Lord's anyways. The only thing that we really have to give is our will. And so, yeah, I mean, that that's very true as well. Because yeah. I think that the the physical, all of those things are kind of like helping prepare us to actually give our, our will over in that, that full spiritual sense as well. Absolutely. To have that faith to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I mean, anybody that's ever given their will over for whatever specific thing, right. Knows that it's not easy because the Lord always comes back with something 
either strange or like seriously that's what you want me to do kind of thing and so uh, <laughs> giving your will over to to the unknown is is sometimes a pretty daunting task but um that's i don't know uh, we learn that a lot through the abraham story right being submissive and, and trusting in whatever the the lord um, would have us go through to to learn it even when it makes no sense at all at the moment it makes no sense because mm-hmm. we yeah. want things to make sense and like we want to make like okay well, let's figure this out but sometimes it's just blindly doing what he says and then later going oh okay now i get it mm-hmm. yeah we I want, got the, one per- we want the perfect puzzle pieces to fit mm-hmm. together and they don't <laughs> yeah On, uh, so, i want the, team, I want right, the top of the box of the puzzle <laughs> <laughs> On page 215 in the little sec- the second paragraph, the long foreseen scenes of destruction, plague, and pure evil will begin not because evil has triumphed at last, but because Zion has triumphed at last. The point being is that this warfare against Zion, which of course can't begin until Zion exists, the question is where shall we stand? In Zion's safety or in the war-torn world looking through the bitter tears? Of the unscalable walls of Zion. So all these things are happening because the world is so evil. It's because we're building Zion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's exactly that-, that same principle as not being able to turn off the, the dark, but just adding more and more light. It's the exact same theme with, with the evilness of the world. You can't turn it off. And it, we can't even, the church can't even fight against it. All they need is, all they're trying to do is get us to step up and have more light to fight it, right? So it's the exact same principle, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And isn't that kind of one of Satan's pitfalls as well, is to try to fight against the dark? Like, um, you know, like, let's go take Washington, let's take this back, like all of the political ugliness that we're experiencing. Like I, I don't. It's kind of beyond repair at this point. I, that, yeah, like, exactly. maybe Stoddard said, you know, like quit looking in garbage cans. Let's actually <laughs> yeah. get some light yeah. and <laughs> start building Zion here. It, yeah. it, it's lost. Um. Yeah. yeah like, when I was talking about. Um, the city of Enoch joining Zion here, the two together. That's gonna be so amazing. I mean, good night. Can't even hardly imagine it. But I, I liked how it um, on 205 at the top, uh, at the verse 62, and it says, and righteousness will I send down out of heaven. So that'll be the city of Enoch. They're called righteousness, but the Zion here that we're will be a building is, and truth will I send forth out of the earth. And it's interesting that the New Jerusalem—that's where the law will come forth out of New Jerusalem for the millennium. You know, even but it'll mm-hmm. be in there. It's interesting that that Zion is called truth. 
and the other unique city is righteousness. I just get so much more out of the scriptures, having learned all of these like little pieces and things like going through come follow me this week with, with Moses and Abraham. It was just like, I thought I knew Moses and Abraham, but apparently the Lord was like, no, you're ready for more. Here's all this, this, and this. And you've been studying all of these key words. Now plug them in and see what, what it brings. It's like, it, it's so amazing to, again, kind of take a look back where I was a year ago when I was reading certain scriptures and then where, uh, what I'm able to, to understand from the spirit now out of them. Uh, That's the tree we want to light up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that tree, that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love when on page um, 206, when they, he points out to use the, um, yeah. Bars and, Let's see the verb tenses of that verb tenses, yes wasn't that beautiful to be able to see it like that mm-hmm. oh man that's something i mean like i've paid attention to it in the past loosely but it's becoming more and more clear to me as we're reading in this book that it's all about the verb tenses when we're studying the second coming like yeah. the lord yeah. doesn't mince words he doesn't put things out there willy-nilly these verb tenses matter if we're wanting to to build you know, it's not important to do an exact timeline because it's just not possible. But like to get an idea of what things are, which things have been and which things shall be. Um, it, it's very intriguing to, to do that. I've added that to my list of things to go through when we study President Nelson's talks is to circle all verb tenses, because I think it's going to be highly applicable to our study of of the end times as we read his talks um studying those those out is going to be fun what was the one thing Sometime I would love to go through with everybody and really deep dive into Jacob 5 because it seems like Every single prophet is, is alluding to the same allegory. And it was coming through here in a couple of places and in some previous chapters and stuff. Uh, Rodolfo at the Isaiah Institute is always posting about Jacob 5 and, and things like, I don't know. I, I feel like there's more to be learned there. And I'd love to kind of study that. You did a really good one with a diagram last time, just recently. Did you, did you print it out? Uh, yeah, I, I've got it. I haven't went through and studied it yet. But, um, but that one definitely seems like a... One that keeps popping up, and when the Lord pops it up, it means it's time to study it almost. <laughs> I think that love... pop up too, and I'm trying to remember why, where, and what. It's like uh-huh. ringing a bell. Yeah, it just keeps doing it. In the middle of 2.14, I love the middle two paragraphs here. Um, so since the angels are waiting on upon us in a roundabout way, the timing of his coming is actually up to us. When we are ready, when we are sealed in our foreheads, when we have the fullness of the priesthood and enough of us have become translated, when we have established Zion, he will come. And then this part really gives me. Thus, we find ourselves in an awkward position of waiting for the doorbell to ring on a house we have yet to build. And it's like, okay, 
let me understand that one because that that's an interesting uh, paradox there. But um, I don't know. It, it seems like 2020 was kind of the the earthquake to bring us back down to foundation level. And now we're actually building this house, this metaphorical house that he's talking about here, right? Of the house that, that we'll be waiting for the, the doorbell to ring on kind of thing. Um, as a church, as, as families, as individuals. Um, that does feel like it, it does feel right. It like pertains to right now. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because when was this written? I don't know, like 2012 or something like that, 2010, I don't know. But um, just kind of his insights then and and what that translates to now. Like if John could rewrite any of these chapters today, if he were still alive kind of thing, uh, mm -hmm. what would he change? And, and some of those insights. I love this chapter because it really does talk about women a lot, um, uh, point blank of... Um, some of these blessings and, and priesthood and, and all of that. Um, you know, many of have mentioned that throughout our, our groups, like, Oh, where are the women in this? Like, just tell us already kind of thing. Um, but uh, I, I love chapter nine that chapter 10 gets into it as well, but um, nine and 10 really kind of bring that, that home because before president Nelson, we, we really didn't talk about the women's role in things as much as, as we are now and it's really starting to to, to, to come to the surface and, and we're starting to figure these things out but um a good deep study of, of this I'm, I'm listening to barbara morgan gardner's book again uh, the priesthood power of women it's just such an amazing uh, book and insights and, and it goes right along with triumph of zion here i highly recommend uh, listening to it if you have the deseret book app it's a free audio on there um well not free audio but if you're subscribed to the Deseret Book shelf, then you can get the audio for that. Um, on Discover Isaiah, there was, uh, what's her name? Her name's Jolene something. Jolene Henderson Pedersen. She no. just posted something, I think it was yesterday and I read it, um, about knowing the gods of the Old Testament. And she went through mm -hmm. all the names that are used like mm. El Elohim and she put in there the ones that are the feminine name also that have the the you'll have to it's not very long it's like 19 20 minutes long but watch it and because she has it on there and she posted it as a YouTube but it's very interesting yeah I'm gonna have to go watch can you that. share it um I can try mm -hmm. I'm not yeah, sure how I'm not really good at that. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see if I can find. Let me see. But yeah, um, I, me and my mom have been taking uh, Mandy Green's class on kind of divine feminine and um, some of that holy mother kind of things. Um, it's very interesting. And so uh, understanding that it, it's in the Bible, but many of the things have been taken out with Josiah's reform it kind of wrecked uh, our our connection, our um, things there. But um, really, it, it we can just feel it being restored. There's many things coming forth that that help bring that back. Um, I'm trying to to find that that thing from Jolene as well. well let me see if I can. I'm, let's see. I let's see. I saved it. Let's see. If oh, wait. 
Jocelyn. Let's see. Yeah, knowing the gods. Let me. I've got it here. Let me copy. You got it. it. Okay. Oh, that's a Facebook link. Just a second. Let me open it up in YouTube. Cameron, I just wonder if some of this, the farther that we study and sanctify ourselves, that will instinctively come to us. Like, because when I was with that lady who's passing, I could mm-hmm. give her a blessing to release her, but I sure felt the instinct to do it. Like, I, I felt <laughs> like I needed to do it, even though I didn't have, but I could pray. And I, mm-hmm. I think some of it instinctively will just come back to us the more we fortify ourselves and sanctify ourselves. Do you, I mean, do you guys think that that could be part of it? I do. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 Cause there's sometimes, I mean, you talk to any priesthood holder, that's how it works too. Right. Of like, I don't know. Sometimes you just don't know what to say, but if you are in tune, the spirit will lead and guide and, and bring all things to remembrance. And so, you know, <laughs> sometimes you get prompted to do weird things that you're just like, I can't say that or uh, you know, and I'm not talking just in a blessing, but just in, yeah. in general, like, but have yeah. the courage to do it. And then just to follow what the spirit tells you, like, to just have that courage. And I don't know, it just feels like that's what you're supposed to it just felt right. You know, mm-hmm. I kind of today, I told you I teach primary. Well, I've got the se- seven year old kids. We got a new group and the person that I teach with, you know, I was telling them that we're, I just did an introduction pretty much to it because we wanted to get to know them and stuff and just says we're going to be talking about the old testament and about adam and eve and all those things and and my partner she's she's quite a bit older not to say that that's anything you know but she made a comment to the kids and says i'm sure all of you guys just have the book of mormon and that's mainly what we we use all of our scriptures of we don't really use the other the bible that much and i turned and i looked and i was like Oh, that's, that's not, and I just said, I blurted it, and I was like, oh, Kathy, shut up afterward, but I said, that's not really true, because all of our scriptures directly link, we can find a link back into the Bible, so the Bible is extremely important for our learning, and I was like, what are you telling these kids? Don't tell them that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the Old Testament is literally the crux of everything. If you don't it understand is. it, I, I don't know. Yeah. I was just, I mean, she was saying, and I, I, I know my look had to have been like, what are you? And, and I just, no, 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 no. Don't, it wasn't like, I was almost like, don't listen to her. <laughs> it was hard. But then I finally just had to shut up because I was like, okay, Kathy, you're, you're, you're gonna you're gonna go somewhere that probably won't be good so just keep your mouth shut it's the name kathy just beware (laughs) yeah but it was like i'm putting it out there yes there is yes there is just i mean i like i told you before when we were talking doing our studies on the temple and i took it back to the ark and to you know when they built the the vessel to come across and how all of them things had the two layers how you know and I put it in and I mean she even looked at me at that point and says I never made that connection I was like okay I I didn't either for a long time uh, it was a long time so yeah uh, coming through and let's teach these kids so they got it right off the yeah. bat so that they're learning it the right way not learning just the, the you know the little basics I think these kids already know so much more than a lot that we do that if we put all them pieces together, it's going to be just 
I mean, they're what we know that's what's going to be leading us and, and we need to make sure it's the right way. Yeah. Uh, that <laughs> kind of floors me, but uh, at the same time, it does me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, don't tell them that. <laughs> I'm glad you spoke up because, boy, I think teachers do sometimes, you know, we teach our own doctrines and it and kids are so impressionable oh, sometimes absolutely. they believe it so you know absolutely. things I learned in primary weren't always right because it was the teacher's impression or idea that what they thought and I was like oh, wow. and I've had to unlearn some of it and I've it's had like, to unlearn probably most of it yeah yeah so it's good to you know keep each other on task well it's the it's the philosophies of men there you go with scriptures yep yeah you're absolutely right that sometimes go ahead oh no that's just what i was gonna say sometimes that's a hard one to break is those philosophies and stuff and it's like i mean (laughs) i can see where it's coming from whatever but at the same time anytime somebody tells you to not really pay attention to a scripture that you know that's a pretty good philosophy of men <laughs> you know yeah. oh, the bible's not really that important just focus with the book of mormon i mean yes focus the book of mormon i mean it's the keystone right but like we we have canonized scripture for a reason <laughs> they're in partnership we we have yeah. to i mean we've been directly told to study you know the other prophets prophets of old isaiah all yeah. those so, so like stick of judah stick of joseph principle yeah. like that means nothing <laughs> If you don't read that and you don't go back and find it and study it there, you're not following what we're even being told. So I was, it was shocking. She's like, I'm going to have to go dig out my Bible anyway. I'm thinking, oh my gosh. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, funny. But yeah, so I I found that that video, I posted it in the chat there. Um, You don't have to do the first one. That first one is just the Facebook link that'll take you somewhere. But um, that second YouTube link will take you to Jocelyn's. But yeah, I didn't know that she did so many videos. Um, she's got quite a library of fun she things. Does. I kind of connected with her because um, she's lost a child and I've lost two children. And so we kind of have connected in that mm-hmm you know through that way and she has a lot she has really got a lot of different of insight into a lot of things yeah i can tell that when she posts on there that she really gets it as far as isaiah goes there's some things and some people are posting and they just don't really understand what they're talking about but like jocelyn gets it like davidic covenant she knows exactly what it is and and how to teach it kind of thing and so now that she's posted that video i'm like oh i didn't I have to go watch all your videos now. I saw that yesterday and watched it. Maybe it was late at night. I don't know. A lot of times I'll get, I'll get drawn into them ones, you know, and then I go down this one and start going studying deeper. And I got all my books laying on my bed. And before I know it, it's three in the morning. I'm like, oh, I got to sleep. It's a real trial. (laughs) Is the channel called Teachings of Jesus Christ? Is that where she posts all her stuff? Thanks. Um, yeah. yeah. Teachings think, of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. I'm so excited. Yeah, I really like the things she puts on there. I've really enjoyed it's been insightful for me. 
That's what's yeah. so great about a group though, is because we all learn all these new things. But you know, you found that channel. I probably wouldn't have run into it. So thank you. She, she has a good one on there about, you know, um, Mary also. And and it, it goes, it's a pretty deep dive too, but it's a really interesting one to watch too. Yeah. I and she connects, I don't know this she connects some from. of the Mandy Green stuff with it also. Oh really? Yeah. 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 Look into that. Um, anytime anybody has any new YouTube channels that they find, you know, it can be on any subject or whatever, but send them my way. I love uh, kind of diving into those. I'm going to pop one up in the chat that came across, sorry, <laughs> that came across for me this last week that was like transformational as far as journaling goes. Um, I don't know. The Lord's really been prompting me hard to like get on it already. Um, but one of the, the quotes I'm going to butcher the quote because I don't have it memorized, but he says in there that journaling is the way that we finally delineate time or, or make not time non-linear. So every time that you're journaling, you're reaching into the past in order to predict the future. And so that's God's journaling is God's way to help us break out of the now and and live his omnipresence or, or whatever. And so like, oh man, that was like so transformational for me. And I was like binging some of his videos and he talks about lots of interesting subjects. So don't judge me on all of his stuff, but <laughs> there's so many cool insights that, that he's talking about. Um, I'll, I'll send you some other videos sometime maybe, but anyway. Oh, it, I love, send them my way too. I'm the same way. When I'm decluttering all this stuff, I'll just put stuff on. And then uh -huh. as I'm going through things so that I can listen and then, then I get sidetracked and I get my scriptures out and then I don't get anything mm -hmm. accomplished, but you know, it's still, <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm learning things. So I love, I do that too. I'll have them going all day long. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause he dives into lots of different, cause um, I'm not sure which religion he is or if he even really claims any specific one. I, I think he's kind of a Christian, but um, he, just loves to study Taoism and Buddhism and, and Christendom and uh, just everything and kind of pull all of the good pieces in together to make sense of things. And he explained one subject that I've been studying for a while in such great detail that I was like, oh, I finally understand it. Like I've went to so many different people trying to understand this, this concept. And he finally distilled it down simple enough for me to, to finally get it in my brain. And I was like, oh, okay got it like it's one of my new favorite youtube channels I, I find little ones being led to to ones you know who knows if i might find a different one next week and never come back to this one but um journaling is really a powerful tool that the lord's leading me to right now like you have to get on it if you want to advance to the next gifts that i'm going to give you you have to start journaling and so it's like okay <laughs> i'm gonna try to do it even though i have zero time to you meditate know what? that's so interesting cameron that you say that because i always feel prompted to journal but mm -hmm. satan always tells me i have something always. better to do always yeah. like I love to journal but i've hardly journaled this year because i i always think I get that back, that nag, that, oh, you need to read this instead, or you need it. That's so interesting that you said that. I'm so glad you shared that because I I'm prompted all I, the time to write. And then, then I just don't. 
I third mm-hmm. that because I am the same way. And even in my patriarchal blessing, it tells me that I need to write my family history. And I haven't done that. And it tells me yeah. I have, I need to do that so that when, what is it? How something about at the resurrection or when the, when we gather all the others that I am able to help them do their family history. So you saying yeah. that, and I, and I've not done any of it. So that's real. I'm glad that you brought that up. Yeah. I'm going to like post that video probably on the, the Facebook group there. And if you watch it and have any good insights or whatever, comment on it and, and get some good discussion on it, because I'd really like to kind of bounce ideas back and forth on, on journaling and stuff. Cause I'm just, I'm, I bought a new journal system. I'm trying to I like have, get I into have three it. Three of them, and I haven't done anything yep. in them. <laughs> what is a journal system? Uh, well, um, not journal system necessarily. But okay, it's so like journal? Happy Planner. So oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. Like Happy. Sorry, my screen just went weird. So Happy Planner, where they're like the discs, right? And so oh, okay. you can just take the page right out and pop it right back in. Oh, okay. And like switch things around, add pages, kind of do things. It would so, be nice to have a system rather than have a hundred notebooks just sitting around. That's right? Yeah, have. that's my problem. <laughs> and I never finish <laughs> There's them. There's no rhyme or reason to what year, what year I'm in, or what. It, it would just be say nice no. to have a system. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm gonna. I don't know. Not that I will turn our group into a journaling group, but just getting some ideas from other enlightened individuals that maybe have some good insights for us to, to do it on. But anyway, that That's great. is, it has like two or three videos that I've only watched like seven of them, I think, but all of them have been like exactly what I needed. So I don't know. We'll see. I'll have to listen. <laughs> yep. Get me spearheaded somewhere. <laughs> yep. Thank you for that. Yeah, thank you for reminding me on Jocelyn's too. I needed to get that link and start watching those again. Um, anything else? Sorry, I kept everyone oh, so long. Oh no, <laughs> we're getting to be oh, too good. <laughs> I miss not being in the group. <laughs> yep, it's so refreshing to come back. Um, anything else? Any? Hang on, don't trying. hang up yet. Don't hang up yet. I got to get on those leaks. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Then I won't be able to get on. <laughs> Just talk for a few more minutes, Cameron. I'm trying to get to the YouTube one. I was talk doing dishes the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm rarely on Facebook, right? But like every once in a while, especially through the holidays, like I've had more downtime. And so like I pop on there. And what's, I always, I'm amazed that the Lord leads me to the very first thing that pops up, right? And one of the days, what was it? It was Kathy's mother making red cabbage. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'll watch this. <laughs> and it was so interesting. It was so cute. I love your mother. She's so fun. Oh, you did? That's so funny. Well, you know, I've been really prompted to get all of her recipes written down. But then I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just going to record her doing it and I'll write it later. Yeah. So, That's awesome. I love that. I don't know. I don't think Facebook is the best place to put it, but I didn't, I don't have time to edit it. So I just did it live, but you yeah. probably would have a better idea. I don't know. I don't even know if I'll be able to get it off of there, Cameron. That's true. Like, I mean, what if everything goes down? What are you going to do with it? I know. 
I know there's a way yeah, you I'm... can save all your stuff, but I'm not sure how. I have a friend that knows how. I'm going to, I'll, I'll find out and let us all know. <laughs> yeah, for sure, because that would be he's, awesome. He does all the time. He's, he's told me that you just do this, this, and this. I'm like, okay, I will find out the steps and let everybody yeah. know. <sighs> oh, yes. Yeah, you're going to have to share it with us because I have I a lot of good stuff on there. I do too. I love that. So Elle just posted um, another video on scripture journals from the Red Headed Postman. Yes, that's the one that got me started. That, She's so motivated. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen that one, it's long, but it's really good. And she talks about how she mm -hmm. does hers. And I started doing yeah. like what she did until the digital app, the library, Gospel Library app came out. And now it all goes into that. Yeah, so exactly. I've, given up the, I've given up the paper version for that because <laughs> the paper. But I love the way that she talks about like the sketch noting and like doodling in there and stuff. Yeah, that really does help because mm -hmm. like even notes from like five years ago, I know exactly what page it is because I did this stupid little doodle on it, and so like I know how to get back to it. But yeah, oh, yeah. digital. That's why I'm not a fan of digital scriptures. <laughs> like mm -hmm. they're handy to to have in class, but at the same time. I need my paper version. <laughs> I yeah, I like my... doing the paper version, but it was a lot of work. Yeah, I like sure. to doodle, and it took a long time to draw and do all the graphics and stuff in it that explained it. And I was like, "Oh, that's so much work." <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna as have well to go back and journaling. watch. So, when you do it on the scripture, the app is it can forever? When you sorry, what was that? It kind of cut out a little bit. When you journal in the church library app, it stays there forever. I mean, you can always. Yeah, it'll be uploaded to the church's website. Does it take up space on your phone when you do that? It, yeah, it does in the app. Yeah, I do it on a tablet rather than a phone. I have a. Oh, did you say it was the redheaded hostess that you liked, Cameron? Uh, yeah, that's the link that Elle just posted. Okay. is the redheaded hostess that's it's kind okay. of before she became the redheaded hostess i think but um she's giving like a, a relief society okay. thing I don't know, okay. or whatever where she's talking about how she does scripture journals and then since then she's become this redheaded hostess and like has all of these different templates that you can buy and things like that. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. I, I loved her original video there i it's so good i remember watching that way back in the day remember mom and i was uh -huh. like this method is awesome it, I remember I about it. yeah she's she's a, quite a personality she kind of draws you in mm -hmm. i love how excited you get about stuff <laughs> that's how i get i send it to other people and they're like gonna be like why did you send me that I'm like i thought you would like it <laughs> so get so yeah what did you send me the other day <laughs> there was something kind of random you shared with me and i'm like what was it? I can't even remember. Anyway, it was a funny one though. It was oh the, the most British little kid. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was a funny one. You would laugh. Because I was like, yep. Cameron will think this is funny because I always want to share the good stuff I find. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so yeah. you're send, all send me gospel insights, send me funny videos, whatever you got. <laughs> it's always the best. Even English, even British brat. <laughs> <laughs> <That was funny. laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I say, want to talk about funny videos. There's one called How to Speak Bidenese. You should look it up oh, on that YouTube. One is funny. <laughs> that one's so funny. That oh one gosh. is funny. I'm going to have to look that one up. I Super haven't seen funny. that. It's really funny. Well, thank you. Yep. Yeah, thank you. All right. We will see everyone next week. So uh, again, I'm just going to pop the, the new schedule up on the, the thing that was sent out in the email, but um, we have revamped how we're breaking down chapter 10. We're now doing it in five different parts. So next week is just going to be pages 218 through 239. Um, and it's the sections, the perfect pathway design clear up until unbelief. So I think before we were splitting it into four sections and this one is taking it a little bit slower so that we can have more time in, in each one. All right. Well, we will see everyone next week for, for that first part of chapter 10. Thank you so much, Cameron, for all your work, work putting all that together. That was a Thank you. <laughs> yes, yes, thank exactly. you. Cool. All right, we'll see you. Have a great week. Love you. Bye-bye.